Welcome to the Alive Lauren podcast and the place of celebrating juicy, soulful living and back to celebrating business as a force for good. So before I forget, I'm actually going to start on that note today. So this is celebrating a fine jewelry company called Ellie Air. So it's E-L-L-I-E, Air, like the air we breathe and that's co.uk. And what's really beautiful about them is they found a Lauren, okay, namesake. <laughs> but no, that's not the thing. Um, she's actually a volunteer to the luxury, I think it's luxury group. It's a group of people who work in fine jewelry advocating for change. And her entire range is about transparency and fair trade, literally from mine to cutters to the final product that they only source metals that are either recycled or fair mined, fair trade. Everything is traceable from the gemstones to the metals, all of it. And also the emphasis is on creating these timeless pieces that are passed down generationally. So it's also, it's not about constant purchase. It's about longevity and even generational longevity. So just so beautiful in terms of them making this commitment. And it's so much even beyond just their actual jewelry. It's also looking at the whole business process in terms of reducing their paper. Even they've gone plastic-free in their in their packaging and are even looking to have all elements of their packaging made from recycled components. So that is celebrating the team at Ellie Air. And this is the thing to ask the questions that if you are going to have fine jewelry made, everybody needs to ask their jewelers, like, can you source the gold, the metals, the precious stones from cutter from mine <laughs> to final production to know that it's fair trade that you aren't sourcing things from conflict zones and yeah so um celebrating them and then on the note of um yeah like really maintaining a childlike wonder and awe of things I think you know when babies come into the world <laughs> they literally are starting over they are learning from ground zero. And I just had, I had an experience today where I gifted myself a birthday present of, it was supposed to be my first ever surf lesson. But when I booked, the lady did explain, because I don't live near the sea. So I can maybe get there like once a week. And it really depends on the quality of the waves on the day. Sometimes if there aren't any waves, she said to me, then you may have to like swap out for a subboarding lesson. So there was already a lesson in gratitude over preference. <laughs> but yeah, so today there weren't waves. So my first ever surf lesson was his first ever sup lesson, sup boarding lesson. And I learned that. I always wonder what is sup, sup, sup. Stand up paddle. Because you stand up and you paddle. It's like so obvious. That's why it's stand up paddle, sup boarding. Because you don't sit on the board, you stand on the board. Oh, it was just such a hilarious thing. I, I really thought it was like named after someone or something like that. But anyway, so this was an intense experience of learning something physically new. Like, you know, theoretically, so when we're, before we go in to the water, the guy's giving me the whole rundown and all of it, like, logically it's so simple you're kneeling on the board you row um you swap like one hand's at the top one hand's at the bottom when you 
paddle through the water on the one side and then you swap when you go to the other side. When you stand up, there's a different path that you hold. Everything has to be in a certain direction. You paddle along the edge, but you don't look down. You look to the horizon. <laughs> then if you want to move backwards, you paddle back. If you want to turn, you paddle backwards. If you want to turn at a slower pace, you paddle 45. Like everything is really simple. It's maybe just a few extra things, but like once you've got it down, you've got it down. Now, get into the water <laughs> on this board that's not, we walk on stable ground. A board is not stable ground in an ocean. <laughs> There's waves and this thing is constantly tilting and moving. Oh my Lord. So uh, just to have the coach there constantly remind me of all the things that were so obvious before. I just constantly, he was like my anchor. And the number of times I fell off that board, oh my lord. And then you, you've got to first, you, you first got to get motion. Because like with riding a bike, motion equals balance. So you actually first have to get the board moving on your knees. And then when you're in motion, now you've got to coordinate yourself to stand up. But fast enough that the board's still moving. And then you've got to quickly start with a different hand position. Ay, yay, ay. Can't tell you how many... <laughs> Like, I could just feel my neural pathways between my muscles and my brain just creating all these new, and it was actually just like very uncomfortable, but also very wonderful, very exciting. And I just felt like I just think it's such a good, healthy thing to stretch ourselves physically. Anything, whether you take up dance, and I've got a new dance moves, a friend of mine started Tai Chi. And she said also because they're these series of moves that you've got to learn and coordinate. So it's it's a combination of brain because sometimes I think we can get into stuff that only exercises our brain. But to do stuff that does both, where you've got a learning component to your body as well as your brain, oh, I think it's magically marvelous. And more of us should really like pursue making sure that it's a constant part of our lives. Oh, so that was just that because when babies come in and they're learning from ground zero, it's just constantly, like everything is that, is, is coordinating and learning and wiring and yeah. So it was really, really wonderful. And, um, oh my Lord. <laughs> then at one point we go quite far out and everything changes. And I can't, I just kept saying like, oh my God, oh my God. It was the most, like, it really was like a deeply spiritual experience we go out further, we're now, when you're closer to the shore, there's a certain sort of like consistency to the waves, even though they were smaller, they weren't enough to surf, but like, as they come in, they're like a long line. When you go past those, everything out there is just so choppy and bouncy. And then you're on this board being like bobbed about, standing up, trying to like paddle on the one side and the other side one side and the other side and there's just this like dark blue and this choppy water that's choppy in like every single which way direction there aren't these like long lines of some sort of wave cresting and breaking and I'm, and then they're getting smaller and choppier but this beautiful beautiful like dark glistening blue navy blue and then looking out to the horizon and because the city was behind us, you just see the horizon and like ocean, this vast ocean. And the waves, because it wasn't waves, it was just like this choppy water. But then the parts, that, the tips that as they're like mini crests, they're like white and silver. It was so magnificent. I was just overcome with the most intense like gratitude of like just how vast, this feeling of like vastness of the ocean 
of really feeling like, my God, I, I, I'm just so blessed to be like a participant to this vastness, to be taking it in, the privilege and everything that it was to stand on the board. The fact that I've, I've got legs, I can feel that I can coordinate eyes, arms, ears, like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. Um, something so simple. But yeah, it's just like, I think I may have mentioned because of these studies about forest bathing and how when you're in nature, like they've actually done these studies of how it like bathes and resets and regenerates us. And I really think there's something with like sea ocean bathing. I don't mean like when you get into the ocean and you swim like a, you're swimming. Like, I it's not mean bathe like that because when you forest bathe, you're not swimming in the forest, you're walking. I'm just saying, like, just being more immersed in an environment of nature. Definitely, definitely, definitely think that there are magnificent healing elements to that. Oh my, this has been quite a boisterous <laughs> attempt at recording this. Every which way I've gone, normally I take this pedestrian path and there's very few people. Today there seems to be like lots of people and lots of dog doggos. Oh, Lord. Anyways, so, <laughs> precious heart, on this glorious note, here is just to celebrating the little steps we can take together to be, to just make more conscious decisions that are fair in all respects and the little things that we do just to ask more questions because the more of us that are asking, the more they realize that there is interest and to push that needle over. And, oh, yes, here is to learning new things, not just intellectually, but like finding stuff that uses our body and minds and stretching ourselves in places where we feel completely uncoordinated and having too much to think about and too much to remember because it's a wonderful thing. I really think to exercise feeling out of our comfort zones and stretching ourselves to learn something new. Because then when you start to get it, when you didn't, then it's all through your own like consistent effort and that there's something deliciously rewarding. So here's to feeling deliciously rewarded from pushing through to mastering something new that's completely out of anything that we have reference for before. So happy adventuring, precious soul, until we meet again. Mwah.